Welcome to the She Who Leads podcast. I'm your host, Marit, a somatic coach for women ready to design and create lives, careers, and relationships and businesses that they love. My intention with this podcast is to share insights and tools with you to embody your future self now and to come fully alive. Because it is then that you can consciously lead and elevate your life in a way that actually feels good and energizing and nourishing instead of overwhelming and draining. My intention is for you to walk down a different paradigm for a moment, because that's really all it takes. One energetic shift, one new insight that lasts maybe only a second, but can elevate the course of your life. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us a follow, to write a short review, and to share this episode with a friend who might need to hear this as well. And whenever you're ready, I invite you to come join us in our bi-monthly She Who Leads virtual circle to check in with yourself and to casually connect with other women leaders who are also carving their own path. Now on to the episode. Hi, Veronica. I'm mm. so excited to dive in with you today. We've been in each other's world for around three years now. You've been part of the what She Who Leads community, even when it wasn't the She Who Leads community yet. Mm -hmm. And you were part of two programs that I hosted and every time I saw you embody more of your fire more courage more vulnerability more open in who you are here to be and become and to share your mission your medicine and I feel so lucky that we now live in the same spot in the Bay Area. So we get to also see each other in real life, dance together, meet new sisters together. And also as two projectors, I always from the start felt so connected with you, <laughs> projectors in human design. I feel we're very similar in how we approach life and how we're here to guide others to their truth. And how you do that is through the the medicine of intimacy, vulnerability, eroticism. And I am so excited to learn more from you and to really dive into what fires you up and also what you do to make sure you don't burn out, but that your fire keeps, ex keeps expanding and expanding. So why don't you first take a minute or so to share a little bit about yourself and your fire? What fires you up? Mm, thank you so much. I feel so excited and bubbly in my body. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, yes, it's amazing the the nerves and the energy that still come through, like owning who I am in this in this moment and day to day. I'm Veronica Funes, and I'm a somatic intimacy guide, erotic empowerment coach, and I practice coaching out here with individuals and couples for all of their relationship challenges, especially related to intimacy, sexual shame. Yeah. And just finding confidence in all of those parts, holding their hands. <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. You hold space for them to really tune into their vulnerability and to practice how that feels if we actually become more vulnerable and share what is truly within. Yes. I, I want to add to that. Hold space is always a funny term actually for the work I do because it's more of a sharing space and a relationship that we actually get into 
in a in a practice lab, so to speak, relationship. Yeah. I so love I, that. Yes. I love to distinguish like, yes, at times there might be space holding or giving them opportunity to feel what they need to feel. And I'm not managing or inserting myself overly, but there are ways in which we are in relationship. And I do bring my self into it in the service of their growth in relationships and just self-discovery. So just a little caveat, a little you know, asterisk. You get, you, so, so your job is to also be vulnerable. Exactly. To show how you can be vulnerable together and really co-regulate that space together. Oh, yes. <laughs> what we're doing right now, it feels like too. We're yeah. doing it now. Yes. Yeah. And we're definitely going to jump into that later is that, yes, we have that fire. And at the same time, it, can, it probably will forever, there will forever be a part of us that is scared to live that and embody that. So I'd love to dive into that with you. But first, I want to talk a little bit more about the medicine that you bring. So I know that you have the vulnerability, the intimacy and the eroticism. Why is that important for us to embody? Why is it important for us to explore that? I just feel such a tenderness <laughs> when you mm -hmm. ask that. Um, because it feels like we're constantly in roles and relationships and going about our day disconnected from ourselves, disconnected okay. from our desire, disconnected from our bodies, what brings us pleasure. And often it's from shame. It's from cultural shame, not always conscious to us as well. You know, what, what was passed down from families and generations and what we see, what we're taught. And I know that I felt this way. I felt disconnected. I felt afraid to really own what I cared about, what, what I enjoyed sensually or erotically felt so shameful. So discovering that there is there are ways in to back into returning to ourselves. There are ways to connect with people and feel loved and feel accepted and embraced. And what that does to you is you feel alive. You feel whole. You feel like you can show up in connection and relationships less anxious, or at least have the resiliency in those anxious moments and just makes life more more livable and fulfilling. So how in your experience with yourself and your own journey and with your clients does practicing vulnerability and intimacy with others support us to get to that next layer to kind of move through the shame, mm -hmm. right? Of the old stories, the nervous system patterns that get triggered in relationships with others and with ourselves. And that then kind of hold us back from embodying our true self or true fire and being resilient about it. How have you experienced this that support us in moving through that? Oh, in so many ways, I feel so lucky that I have had that in so many ways, um, feeling into which to share. I guess I'll start with the biggest, the most, maybe two of the most powerful times was when I 
yeah, when I started really getting into my training for sex and relationship coaching with Somatica, I noticed I took the first training and then the second training, I still had not shared or come to terms or accepted and embraced my deepest shame around mm. sexual desire. Can you, can you quickly share what Somatica is? Yes. The Somatica Institute is run by two amazing, just genuine powerhouse, compassionate women, Celeste Hirschman, Danielle Harrell, and they created a method to work with individuals and couples on challenges with sexuality or arousal or anything related to the relationship. And it's a model that helps you feel, you know, erotic wholeness for yourself and also really instructs and helps you find like practical skills around, around sex. And yeah. it's the idea that intimacy is teachable skills related to intimacy are, are learnable through relating and being in relationship. Um, yes. Awesome. Just for who doesn't know yeah. what it is. So feel free to go back to your story. Yes. So part of that training, there was a moment where I had the opportunity to, if I wanted to, you know, share this shame I had amongst other loving people, other students going on to be coaches. And there was a moment where I shared it and someone had tried to comfort me with saying that it was confused. Like they were, they were doing a great job empathizing, but it wasn't until another person came in and really said like how hot my desires were that I felt fully embraced and accepted and saw the power of like celebrating pleasure as a way to bust shame. And it just was like such a novel thing for me. Yes, I love that. I really feel that too. Yes, it's really other people projecting to you like, wow, sensual, bring it out, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, not being, I don't know how to say that really, but like sexy, yeah. like, you know, but really like, whoa, this life force energy you're bringing through your desire, through your movement, through your being, like we want that, bring it on. Mm. And it was such a nice projection. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is wanted. This yeah. is okay. Yeah. Actually, what I hear from you is, yeah, really succinctly advocating for when people know how to cheerlead, like know how to really cheerlead for you and empathize yeah. and more than empathize, but celebrate. That's so often the thing that, that really lands that, that you can really feel like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm what I want is good. I'm good. I'm lovable. Yeah. yeah you just really helped me and seeing that. Oh, that's why, why it's so important to explore these things with others. Right. Yes. In safe slash brave spaces yes. where we can really be seen. Right. And it's so often with other people that see those little things in us and they celebrate that, that we see that. Oh, this is something special in me, actually. Yes, this wants to come out. I didn't even maybe even realize that this was something that I'm here to embody that makes me me, right? And it's then through someone else projecting that to you. It's like, 
oh yeah okay let's expand that let's experiment with that let's feel how it is to embody that more oh it's a little uncomfortable but oh it feels so exciting (laughs) and then slowly as you practice with others you embody that more and more it's also what we what and I know you've experienced that too in the circles right yeah it's exactly what I was feeling as well was just seeing how in so many areas what's truly gotten me forward and given me that resiliency is it's never it's often never alone you can't do it alone I don't think you can love yourself first I think you actually need to feel what love feels like first Mm. from someone else there's this story like oh you first have to love yourself before others can love you that's not true (laughs) let's rewrite that story right now yes let's rewrite it because we might go into shame then if we're doing all that we can Mm. on our own and we still feel crappy you know and well if you step back and look at it from like an attachment sort of lens or looking at how children are raised you know we we need to first learn how to do something how to love ourselves how to care be compassionate we need to know that we are lovable if someone else believes in us and tells us we're lovable yeah we are inspired. We, we can let it, we can let it land in our system way more than our inner critic. Yes. I mean, it's hard to combat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then let's move from that lens back to the vulnerability Yes. and how we create spaces for vulnerability to, to thrive. That's a great exploration. Often I know very early on people would share with me that they just, they feel safe and they feel like they won't be judged. So that gives them some courage to start to soften and open their heart or open up a little bit. But I think like vulnerability begets vulnerability, right? So I, from, from me leading with that, sharing what I'm really feeling, sharing the messy, the imperfect, not altogether, and not trying to be something expert or something different, I think can really shape a vulnerable, brave space or container. Yeah. So what does vulnerability mean? What Mm -hmm. are we actually doing? Why is it so empowering to, to open up and share all of us, including our weakness and shadows? Maybe it's, it's okay to still be afraid, but it is revealing or showing what's true Mm. Um, yeah what's true inside how you feel about someone how you feel about a situation yeah sharing that you're afraid sharing that you're scared but it's can be a tool for connection yeah tool for deeper intimacy going beyond the surface and Mm. also really helpful if there's challenge or you know ruptures right in relationship we can't just we can go along skirting on the surface or ignoring or neglecting but vulnerability says like no we're committed to truth and what's real for both of us yeah yeah I love that so much and it comes back in all your relationships right not only with your partner but also in friendships and sisterhood and that's really what I'm 
you know, my work really connects also through the nervous system and realizing that our nervous system has certain patterns that when we reenact them makes us feel safe, even when they don't serve us. And now I really recently experienced that. And this is really what started happening in the Bay Area. I met these incredible people who are just so brave in sharing what they truly feel when they're around me, what they truly feel when they see me, right? So you do that. And just recently, another friend, new friend, she saw me again. She's like, you're like a new person, <laughs> right? And she just started saying, I just love you. I love you. And then to receive that, right? I come from the Netherlands. We really... I didn't grow up saying I love you to each other. I even thought, oh, those Americans always like saying love you. I love you, but <laughs> makes it mean nothing. But now it's, but now I experience it too. One with, with my partner, I had to really learn saying that a lot. And, and through words, really creating that intimacy. It's just like hmm, little connection back and forth, right? Like deeper connections. Like, I appreciate you. I love you. Yes. And then receiving that from friends, you know, or what I said earlier that they're like, oh yeah, when on the dance floor, people are like, oh, how are you moving? Yes, more, more, more. <laughs> and it's so, so beautiful to fully receive that. So when I'm saying that, what comes up is like, oh, the intimacy is so about showing a little bit of yourself, right? And then the intimacy gets created with someone else. And then they respond to it. You're like, yes, more, more. <laughs> And you just get to experience how it is to be yourself in your full expression, fullest expression. And fullest expression is living your fire. Mm. I really got that experience of fireworks, like, (laughs) you know, and, and yeah, the, the courage and the, the bravery and the, the beautiful sparks that happen back and forth between people, but it needs to be. You, you know, it's an act of giving and receiving and yeah, that is so vulnerable. I mean, I still feel yeah. that with in new spaces, new community with women, with sisters, like, can mm. I, really, can I really show you this? Yeah. Can I really do this. Can I really dance this way? Can I really move this way? Can I really say yeah. that? Yeah. And that's the, and then the receiving part, can I really receive this? I love you. Oh God, yeah. Can I take this in? You do? I don't know. Wow. What happens <laughs> Can if I, I do? take that? That when my friend said that, just out of blue, I was like, oh, like my nervous system was like, I'm not used to this. Is this safe? <laughs> right? Even though it's I... so empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing your your journey with that, that you have that too, because I often am like, it's so good to remember, oh yeah, I'm not the only one that has a hard time taking that in. And my edge is often like it's vulnerable, my vulnerability, at least on my trajectory of like vulnerability, I'll say, oh, I just don't know if I, I, I want to take that in, but I, yeah. I don't know if I can receive that, but I really want to take it in. Yeah. Like sometimes that's, that's as deep as it can go, but that's still being vulnerable in where you're at, right? It's, that's it's, your edge right now. And yeah. that's okay. Now you yeah. know your edge. So now let's practice moving that edge a little bit further away. Yeah. Yes. yes. And expanding your intimacy comfort zone. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so the experiment here in the Bay area. I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It is so true. It happens here. Yes. Okay. So 
I love to move the conversation to the eroticism side. What gifts are here? What gifts are in eroticism? What are you like? Oh, I wish everyone knew this. Hmm. The the gifts of eroticism. I mean, the something that's really been amazing for me is just finding how much how energizing pleasure is, how energizing turn on is. I mean, my partner and I joke, we call it, we call, we have an, a, a concept called the erotic diet because truly when you're like juiced up on your turn on, whatever that looks like, you know, whatever sparks you either sensually or because of fantasy or psychologically, you know, there, you truly go into like, you're full, you're, you're, you're not mm. starved. You're, mm. you're full, you're full of energy. You're full of life. People want to, people see it and they're like, Ooh, like they want to be around you. They want to like, you're oozing this juice. It could be you're truly, <laughs> you know, like, you know, having a sexual response, but it's often not, it's often more of just like an elevated sense of ease and joy and connected to your power. Yeah. I love that. It's what I'm hearing is really you're connected to your true desire. Right. Right. Because very often we're, we're taught to not be in contact with our true desire, what we really want and maybe even need to feel like our best, most expressed, authentic, empowered self, right. Our needs and our desires and fulfilling those, owning those and then fulfilling those can really bring us to who we truly are. And the feeling of turn on, that's kind of what you're following, I feel. Yes. And it could be sexually. It could also be how I found this necklace. Like this mm-hmm. necklace just, oh, yeah, it turns me on, right? Or or business opportunity. I know very well. Doesn't turn me on. Mm-mm, not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or that, yes, enlightens me, opens me, right? It turns me on. It feels juicy. I love that word. And once you follow more and allow yourself to, to feel, oh yeah, turn on, right? Which might not equal what our mind thinks is safety, mm-hmm. right? Very often desire and turn on is something body doesn't feel that, oh, that's safe. <laughs> so that's really where, where we got to support our nervous system so we can bring us to our next level. Mm-hmm. And eroticism also for me really I don't know maybe for you too but I think Esther Perel once said something like that she was that eros is so often misunderstood as being having something to do with sex but and (laughs) it actually means life force energy so for us allowing to chase invite receive eros right from life What's that going to do to us? It's going to lift us up, going to light us up. Mm. <laughs> the fire, right? Really, yes. So I would love to know from you. So when you started to really invite that in, what happened to you? What happened to your fire? Mm. How did you start to own it and embody it? Yes. Oh, gosh. it's. I feel it now. You know, I just, I'm, I'm being reminded of it right now sharing, sharing my, my voice, my message, my, it's like, it feels so good. My body, um, all the way down. Yes. I think it starts probably when I was back, you know, I, over a year and a half ago, 
when I was in Brooklyn and just realizing kind of this feeling of like, oh, I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> like I'm going to like, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm, if I have this much just power in me and, and thirst, um, going to need to go somewhere that can give me that nourishment and those opportunities. So I moved to the Bay and like you said, with your nervous system, there were, there's so many times where I, where my nervous system contracted and Mm. I was like feeling like I had to start over from square one in terms of my, the big powerful person I, I feel, but it, the nervous system was scared. Like, look, oh, wow. There's a lot of big, powerful people here, like living their fire, you know, (laughs) like, but, but being able to then put myself out here in terms of work, like working with lots of different individuals and attending different events and workshops and festivals that are so fascinating and about the body and connection and and intimacy have just really allowed me to keep owning who I am. Yes. Context, (laughs) environment is key. Hmm. Yeah. Having people around us who kind of believe in us so much and keep believing in us and our dreams so much until we do too, right? It's key. We're social animals. We're here to belong. And we're going to try subconsciously to belong to whoever is around us, even when those people don't kind of benefit from us staying the same. Mm. So you going out there, going into environments where you're probably challenged, you're probably triggered and you're expanded through that, right? But you really allowing yourself to sit with those triggers, to move through the discomfort, you reach a next level and then a next level of expression and a next level of owning your fire. And that's really where, where the co-regulation comes in, right? Yeah. It's we will subconsciously always adjust to who's around us and when there's people around us who really intentionally try to make us feel safe in who we are and who we are becoming and love us for that right in in our communities and who I have in my life and you too there's no competition and oh you're doing that fire I want to do that too the life you're living I want that too right because then subconsciously they will the energy will come back come back to where we were I want to keep you here, right? Here, I feel there's people is like, is there your fire? I love seeing you live it. Mm. How can you expand it? How can I support you in expanding it? Because this is you living your fire is you bringing your kind of medicine to the world. It's you living your purpose. Mm. And that's really what, what the Bay Area definitely feels a lot. But we experienced it too in our online community. Yeah, there's so many people that, that, yes, and it's no wonder, it's kind of a side note that many women who join our community, who join one of one of our circles and programs, they experience a sense of intimacy and deep connection that they're like, wow, why can I, why can I explore this with my friends, Mm. my community here? Why don't I feel this kind of support and encouragement? from a true love in a way from the people in my life 
And it happened a few times that women started to, to set higher standards for themselves, know what they need and desire to get to where they want to go and to become who they're here to become. And that they totally shifted their friendship groups. It happened a few times. And others really went into their friendship groups and started to be the fire starter for their friends, right? And they started to show like, wow, there's a different level of connection, of intimacy, of feeling alive. Let's go. I'm going to bring you here. And that's really where environment is so key. Make sure you hang out and invite the right people in your life who lift you up. Just as you lift them up where there's kind of an expansive energy. Yeah. And I love all that you're saying and and it feels very resonant for me in my journey. And I just want to add, I don't want to make it seem like it's an easy journey by any means. And it's probably the hardest journey you'll ever go on. It's not done. It's like, I don't know if it'll ever be right. We don't know because we're just, we're, we're constantly evolving and, and, yeah, becoming who we want to be. And yeah. it's so rewarding at the same time. So right? I wouldn't trade it at all. You know, no. it's like, this is like, I can't believe the growth and what I'm learning and discovering and opening to. I much prefer, prefer this to, you know, keeping myself compressed and small. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, that costs way more. Mm-hmm. Right. It's way more painful. Than being temporarily uncomfortable to get to where you want to go exactly and understanding that it's just your nervous system acting out because it gets very very stressed with anything new anything a little bit expansive and once you know that and have people like yourself in your life right to support you through that expansion you'll get there everyone has that in them Mm -hmm. i really trust that So I feel we already touched upon one thing that really supports you in keeping your fire alive and have it expand instead of burnout. But there's one other way I know, and I know that because you really taught me that, is the energy of play, bringing play in your life. Maybe you could share a little bit about that and also connect that to intimacy or vulnerability or even eroticism. Yeah. Yeah. Play is so huge. It's like a lost, I won't say art because that that's not the point, <laughs> but it's like a lost. We did way. forget about it. Very often <laughs> when we get to adulthood, play doesn't fit that model. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been so, so freeing and, and healing to find or to invite or to be invited into play. I've really seen it in going to, you know, like ecstatic dance or authentic movement, different movement practices where you get to let go of how you look in your body yeah, and just be with what wants to come out They're like primal kind of animal play. I do with clients a lot to disinhibit, help them disinhibit and, and come forward with their desire. You can kind of regress and, and be like childlike and I've been like drawing and painting lately. And that feels so, I used to think I was not a good artist. And so to feel like it doesn't matter and I can just create and, and have a good time. And, and it's so funny. I'm experiencing the same with painting. 
Hmm. And my perfectionist in me hates it. Yeah. That's exactly why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. It's so, it's so amazing just to paint, just to paint. Right? No just one to allow yourself come up whatever wants to come out. Like no mistakes. Yeah. No mistakes. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. It's, and that, it's, that really is the play, right? It's about the act. Yeah. And, and being just present and mm. um, being present, letting yourself look silly until it and letting it be uncomfortable until it isn't like yes awkward and weird and and that you're like oh I'm gonna look I'm gonna say the wrong thing you know and then yeah I did a lot of that actually when I was doing just practice coaching sessions with my with my now partner like a lot of it was just can I just be relaxed in connection and play and and just drop any effort and just drop who I who like who I'm supposed to be and in that resting place it's actually an attachment tool but just it it is play and it's just resting in that place in connection doing nothing doing nothing yeah brings you into a different consciousness and you're just your heart you feel melted and softer and giggles might come out and it's beautiful yeah so it's rest it's play and rest rest and play they go together mm. right right it's a yeah it's a form of active resting yes <laughs> yes and with play too is that it really supports going back to the nervous system it really supports us in an active having an activated nervous system that is actually dysregulated but in a way that it's it, we control it in a way so it makes us feel more safe and feeling uncomfortable I didn't know that and that makes so much sense as to why yeah. it is such a it is a regulator but it is activating yes yeah. yes exactly beautiful love it so Veronica what can you know, for listeners, they're like, oh, I want to live my fire too. <laughs> what can I do? Or I have an idea what my fire is and I want to expand it. What would be your one thing that you would tell them, try this? I would say that first know that even if your fire feels uncommon or untraditional, like I was only, I was like, I have no hobbies but the truth is they were around sex and intimacy and consciousness and I didn't know those were things <laughs> like, yes. that, that legitimize because they're often yeah. not in our culture or they're shamed so if you have a hobby or interest or fire or passion that that just tickles you and you feel a little whisper about it like and if you can't validate that for yourself find just one person or just one group, one, one outlet, one training, one class, one workshop, one city, you know, one, one neighbor, whatever that you can, that you feel safe enough to show up and try it out. Yeah. Explore. Yeah. Like no one's going to tell you to take the lead, but if you take it, mm -hmm. there will be people eventually on the other side there with you. Yes. That's so true. Yes. So find where you turned on mm -hmm. and then find that person or that community for you to 
see how that if you embody that desire how that feels like and looks like and then know if you keep following the nudges the desires your people are already waiting for you they're already there Mm. they're already here to be your soul people yes Mm. yes 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 veronica bringing on all the wisdom drops Oh, I just, yeah, it's so, and it's so tied to the work that we've done. I just feel it too. I feel confused it is. And And that's the cool thing. Like when you really live your fire, you find other people living complementary fires and we just are each other's fire starters. And even when sometimes, you know, we go a little bit to the crackles, like you said, in a pre-interview, like there are going to be times that your fire is not full force, right? And that means that there's a next level waiting for you after. So when you're there's just crackles, there's something for you to explore, right? A, a challenge for you to turn into an opportunity for further growth. Yes. And know that that's totally okay to rest here for a little bit. Give yourself what you need. And you will move to the next expansion. Yes. Taking Amazing. care of your body. And then just maybe finding one person that can remind you of that. Yeah. So have your people. You can return to that connection. Yes. Thank you so much, Merit. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for sharing. Thank you for allowing all all of us to receive you in your full force fire. I'm feeling it today. It's been so incredible to see you. Honestly, such a short time expanding from you know, you came in the first circle of like, okay, I think this is my fire. It feels still uncomfortable. I have a lot of shame around it. <laughs> and then to starting to own it, expand it, to follow the nudges, move to the Bay Area, do that training, not really knowing where it's going to go. But you knew that if you followed the nudges, you would go there. Felt uncomfortable the fo- whole time. And ex- at the <laughs> same time, so exciting and expansive, right? And that's really what I loved witnessing in your journey and I'm so excited to see where you are in a year in five years in 10 years it's going to be freaking amazing I have no doubt and I'm going to be here with you and all our community the whole way I know you'll be for us too taking a moment and receiving that <laughs> that is just the the cherry on top the whole cake it's like <laughs> all yes, the cake. yes. All right, you go out into the world and eat up that cake. (laughs) Share the cake. (laughs) I'll give you a slice. (laughs) Yes, I would love one. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your fire with us, Veronica. I love you so much. I love you so much, Merit. This is such a pleasure. (laughs) Big kiss. If this episode has served you, Consider sharing it with someone for whom it could make a big difference and to help them heal and rise and create a new perspective. And please also tag us in your shares with what you loved about the episode at shewholeads.co on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Also consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. And don't forget to register for our upcoming She Who Leads virtual circle. Thank you so much for being here and tuning in with me today and until very, very soon.